You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast. Like the touch paper, stand back and whoosh. We're off on the 20th of October, 2019. Hello down there. Hey, hey up there. If you work for Drill Pack, you shouldn't be down that sinkhole. Well, firstly, I don't work for them. But secondly, why not? Coming up in this podcast, we go behind the scenes with Dark Shadows, the spooky supernatural soap opera that's more blood red than soap suds. And we'll take a look at your emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. And we continue to celebrate the glorious fourth doctor as part of Octombaker hash- mm, hashtag. Octombaker hashtag. Oh, yes. Uh, with clips and thoughts about working with the great man. We give you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish audio drama release. Yes, and we dramatise you with the first 15 minutes of Torchwood Smashed and a warning that it contains adult themes. You, Nick and Benji. I'm Benji, he's Nick, and we're from Big Finish, the proud purveyors of the mm. finest audiobooks and audio drama known to all developed civilizations throughout the cosmos. Yes, Doctor Who, Dark Shadows, Torture, Blake 7, The Prisoner, Space 1999, ah, oh, the list is endless. So endless. go to bigfinish.com and you can find out more or forever be left out in the cold wilderness of non-Big Finishness. Oh, non-big finish. It's, it's cold, I it it it's cold oh, out there. It's cold out there, right? Uh, right, uh, before we delve into Dark Shadows, uh, let's have a look at some of our latest reviews. And this week we're looking at Rose Tyler, The Dimension Cannon. Mm. The walls between dimensions have got thinner somehow. Thin enough to punch a hole in. And we have developed a machine that can do just that. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Rose Tyler, the Dimension Cannon. Hi, my name's Rose, Rose Tyler. This is going to sound weird, but have you ever heard of a man called the Doctor? The only problem is that although we can punch a hole into another universe, we can't be sure that we've got the right one. Just the Doctor? Just the Doctor. No, I can't say I have. Is he a rap artist? In theory, there's an infinite number of parallel universes, but we think we might be able to find the Doctor's universe by a process of trial and error. If we're going to find the Doctor, we need signposts to the right universe. Because each parallel Earth tells us something, how different it is from our own, what caused it to branch off. You and me, back together after all these years. Lovers at the end of the world. This is strictly a solo mission. Once you're through, you're on your own. The universe I live in now is not where I'm from. I'm trying to find my way back. Ready? As I'll ever be. All right, then. Establishing interface. Good luck. Big Finish. We love stories. You said the planet is doomed. 70 years before lights out on humanity and there's nothing you can do about it. That's what this is, isn't it, love? Awake for the end of the world. 
SciFiPulse.net says Billy Piper, Camille Kajiri, Sean Dingwell and Mark Benton reprised their roles wonderfully. They and the superb supporting cast really sold that worlds were ending but that living was an integral part of dying. That's very philosophical, isn't it? Uh, other writers contemplating multiverse stories should take note and follow this Big Finish template. Bleedingcool.com says Piper, Sean Dingwall, Camille Kaduri and Mark Benton are all at the top of their game here. Their performances effortlessly convey the charisma and lovability of the characters that we remember from the TV series. Of course, the excellent scripts are a big help. The okay. quality of the writing is as good as anything on British television. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Mm. Uh, cultbox.co.uk says each of these stories is about the end of the world in one form or another but director Helen Goldwyn who I just had an email from actually uh, keeps the tone varied and thankfully not too dark yes she has a very deft touch I would say composer Joe Kramer who's a genius uh, aids this task with a gorgeous score his theme evokes a magical Harry Potter vibe and is threaded throughout in different forms. Can you say threaded throughout? Threaded throughout. <laughs> throughout. Yes. Yes, well, threaded throughout, uh, yes. Given uh, the strength of this <laughs> box set, we could certainly stand another few trips. Ace time is threaded throughout. Dear <laughs> <laughs> What was I trying to say yesterday at Radio 4 Extra? I wish I could remember now. Oh, oh, Judith Adams's dramatization, and I just couldn't say it. Judith Adams's dramatization. Yeah, it's the is, isn't it? To, to yeah. Dra- yeah. I mean, you write it, you know, apostrophe Adams, A D A M S, and then you just put an apostrophe. But it's not really right. You should put apostrophe S, like yeah. mine. The possessive of Briggs should be Briggs's, not Briggs. But you know what I mean. You say Nicholas Briggs trousers. Yeah, it sounds makes you sound like a brand, doesn't it? Exactly. This so, new so pair of Nicholas like... Briggs trousers. <laughs> a corduroy. I was always taught that names that end in S, you put apostrophe S after them, but uh, nouns, not proper nouns, that end in S, you just put the apostrophe. I'm sure this is fascinating to someone. Yes, well, if, if you've forgotten what we're doing, uh, here's the digitalfix.com. Uh, Rose yeah. Tyler's series of adventures uh, does not always go in the direction that might be expected of a Doctor Ooh. Who spin-off, choosing mm. to unpack the humanity of individuals more often than pitting them against villains. Yes. Piper and co. bring an assured talent and understanding of the roles they're playing. They help to colour in and bring life to a bleak, apocalyptic backdrop in four evocative stories. Piper and Co. I know, I thought plumbers. that. I thought, oh, ITV drama. <laughs> I was thinking plumbers, but there you go. <laughs> uh, I think this is on the Twitter sphere at Bearded Metal Man. Metalman. <laughs> Metalman. Sorry, yes. Uh, says, Rose Tyler, the Dimension Cannon, was superb. I am really hoping there is a second set of adventures at Big Finish. Scribble Script says, Hi, just reporting in to say that Rose Tyler, the Dimension Canon, is one of the best Doctor Who related releases of the year. That's information you should all know. Bravo, all! And Doctor Forever, with the O of Forever, it's a zero, eh? Mm-hmm. Says, Absolutely adored Rose Tyler, the Dimension Canon. Uh, big finish, 
has made me nostalgic for the Russell T Davis era. He actually just said RTD, but I just thought I'd explain it just in case you didn't know what RTD stands for. Uh, for the first time in a long time and given me a greater respect for Rose Tyler. Doctor Who has a multiverse and should use it more. Mm. Now, because I had some problem with the formatting of the script, I accidentally deleted the bit where I said, uh, and that's the end of the reviews and we'll be back next time. I think we'll be talking about... Um, a Bernice Summerfield release, the latest one. Going to yeah. love that. Yeah. So here we are now, uh, joined by Joe Lidster, one of the producers of Dark Shadows. Hello, Joe. Hello, Nick. Hello, Benji. Hello. So what are we talking about this month? I mean, we should introduce people to Dark Shadows generally. I know you've done this for me before, <laughs> explain what it is, but just imagine that uh, people don't know what Dark Shadows is. Uh, which a lot of people don't. Um, so Dark Shadows mm. was a soap opera in the 1960s in America, um, that had a very sort of gothic atmosphere. It was about a, a young woman uh, getting a job as a sort of governess in a house and she was looking for who her parents were and through her we met all the other people in the town and all the other soap opera stories started. And it was doing okay um, and then they had a ghost in it. Well, they had a couple of ghosts. Um, they actually... The first couple of ghosts are really glorious effects. It looks gorgeous. Um, and that caused a little spike. And then the boy in the house, his uh, mother came back and she was originally going to be an alcoholic who'd been living in Phoenix. Um, and they decided, no, let's make her a phoenix from Phoenix. And so she comes <laughs> back and she's a phoenix and she tries to bring him, lure him into the fire and everything like that. So obviously, kids found out this was happening and immediately fell in love with it. So kids started coming home from school, uh, running home from school to watch this show that their mums, housewives had been watching. Um, mm. And so they decided to do something a bit bigger and they brought in a vampire. So a long lost relative of the family who'd been in a coffin for 200 years, um, a sort of minor character in the show releases this vampire and he just, he starts, I mean, he kills people, but he, um, basically is obsessed with the young woman Victoria Winters who first came into the show because uh, he wants to turn her into his long-lost wife, Gisette. Um, and it's amazing. And uh, very quickly, he was only going to be in it for 13 weeks. Um, they then bring in a, a sort of Van Helsing character, um, uh, Dr. Julia Hoffman, who is one of the most astonishing people there has ever been on television. And... <laughs> uh, kids just absolutely adored it because it was doing really sort of horror um but on a daytime soap and actually some of it is genuinely quite horrific it's not the blood but the actual the psychological horror of it is genuinely quite yeah. um quite a thing and it just it suddenly became this huge sensation uh, it's not you know not an overstatement to say it became Beatlemania. it became dalek mania um, the soap very quickly wrapped up all the non-supernatural storylines and then they decided because they needed to keep the vampire in it um, they needed to make him more sympathetic because there's only so many people he can kill uh, so they decide, the characters decide to have a seance and Victoria Winters goes back in time 200 years and we find out why he became a vampire and all the cast play their own ancestors so it turns from being this quite sort of normal soap opera into being this absolute crazy sort of very sort of sapphire and steel actually more than Doctor Who. Um, and after that, they just keep doing it. They go back in time, they bring in a ghost, they need to find out who he is, they bring in a werewolf, they do this. Unfortunately, it very 
quickly burned out. It sort of only lasted another sort of two or three years because the final sort of storylines became so far removed from the on the, the modern day the modern day nineteen sixties stuff. Um and it very quickly sort of viewers lost interest and sadly it got axed very quickly. Um and so yeah, we uh, uh about ten no god more than that, fifteen years ago, something. Yeah. Big finish brought back Dark Shadows. Um as a sort of continuation of the the series. And then after a couple of years I became involved and I started I was really keen that more people discovered it because yeah. I think it is glorious. And I, it is genuinely, I think, something that whenever I get somebody else, whenever I get a new writer and I say, watch a few episodes, um, mm. they become hooked. And people do become hooked because there's something, it's just as brilliant. It's brilliant incidental music. It looks gorgeous. It's brilliant, obviously, when it, they start getting very supernatural and the budget just can't do the effects because they're filming it as live. Um, yes, classic. I've classic. seen some of it. I mean, imagine yes. Doctor Who really being filmed as live. You know, it would just be ridiculous. And they, But they go for it. The great thing about it is the imagination. They never go, oh, well, we can't do somebody meeting the parallel universe version of themselves. And they go, no, we'll have Dr. Julia Hoffman killing her own parallel universe. Uh, Julia Hoffman and you go how, how are you going to do that live with the same actress you know and yeah so they really go for it and it's it's pure joy and um, yeah so I wanted more people to get into it so I sort of um, first with James Goss and now with David Darlington brought in some sort of Doctor Who writers so we started with a release called The Blind Painter you only have to ask for it Charles you only have to say the word that's all that's all you have to do. Give it to me. Give me the gift. Dark Shadows. The Blind Painter. It would have been the spring of 1893. I was living in a garret in a tenement in Greenwich Village. I'd come to New York the summer before, seeking my fortune as an artist. But as the summer turned to fall, fall to winter, Fortune continued to elude me. Oh, no, you don't. Get out! Please. Please. We don't want your sword. Didn't you read the sign? No vagrants. I just need a minute. I, I need to dry off. It's all right. I can pay for them. Two coffees, if you please. It's you. Verinda. Eloise Verinda. I'm Charles. Charles Delaware Tate. And in all those months, I'd failed to sell even a single painting or secure a single commission. No matter how many hours I spent in trying to improve my work, I was getting nowhere, and I was on the brink of giving up. I would like you to paint me. Paint you? You do paint portraits, don't you? I felt possessed, swirling my oils, sweeping at the canvas with bold strokes of color. And as I worked, Eloise's features emerged before me in exquisite detail. My painting did not merely capture her beauty. It elevated it to the eternal. I've given you a gift. The ability to find beauty in everything you see and to express that beauty in your art. It is time for me to take my gift back. Please, please end this, I beg you. Give you whatever you want, Eloise, anything. I have returned to collect what is owed to me. We brought in Johnny Morris and we also brought in Nicola Bryant to star in it because I wanted to expand it and not just focus on the characters from the TV series, but create a more of a world around it. It's quite similar to sort of when you bring in a new companion like Flip or Evelyn or what Survivors did, which was, 
you know, your survivors range has very much brought in new characters that are very much part of the universe and that's what we've done with dark shadows and yeah and it's just grown and grown and we did um a load of these sort of one hour stories that are sort of you could listen to pretty much all of them by themselves but if you listen to obviously more of them you, you start seeing the connections between them and then a few years ago we did a mini series called bloodlust Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Try not to stay out too late after dark. This town isn't as quaint as it seems. I don't know what you think you saw last night, but I am not a monster. Perhaps I should start close to home. Perhaps with his son. After all, the greatest tragedy is for a parent to outlive his child, no? I have killed a child before. The passions of the flesh will wage war against your soul. I'm here now, and I'm not going to let anyone hurt him like that again. Taste of human blood, Angelique. I yearn for it more than anything. I heard you nearly died. A friend's hands reaching around that pretty little neck of yours. And it'll be another day in Collinsport. Another day, another death. I'm not having another death on my hands. scared of you, and I intend to get what I want. Well, I think it's good taking action. I think it takes bravery to not sit back. Oh, God, this is all my fault. They were going to go after some innocent man. Dark and stormy night. Who knows what's out there, eh? Start thinking where we're going to get your alibi, because you were on your own that night, too. I was born with the devil in me, and he has been with me ever since... We want to know who the killer is, yeah? So we've got to get into the mindset of a killer. Hello? Is someone there? I... I have a, a knife. I have a knife. There's more to this town than meets the eye, isn't there? Dark Shadows. Bloodlust. Which is very much sort of Twin Peaks, and it was a, a new character arriving in town and meeting all the existing characters and new characters we've created... And through a murder mystery, we get more of the soapy stuff. So it's kind of a continuation of the show, set about 20 years after the show finished. And that's continued into uh, Bloodline, which we've just done. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Amy Jennings. David? Amy, will you marry me? David? thought you'd never ask. Dark Shadows. Bloodline. Um, which I'm very proud of. Um, and yeah, but this month is the Tony and Cassandra mysteries. I think one of the, the best things about Dark Shadows is the fact that it, right from the start, it's always been quite ambitious. And I think uh, certainly, certainly with Big Finish's uh, output as well, it continues that kind of uh, legacy of, of pushing it and doing different things. I think that's really nice. Yeah, I mean, when we were doing the original sort of two-hander releases, we looked at mm -hmm. ways to start telling serial stories throughout them um, and push them into being more than just, here's now a long drama featuring two people from the TV series. So we started creating new characters. And certainly with Bloodlust, we worked so hard with Bloodlust to actually look at it as if 
we watched a lot of first episodes of soap operas like EastEnders and things like that to go well mm. how do you do the first episode of a soap opera um, we were doing very much it is very Twin Peaks it's a young woman arising and there is a murder but it was what we did was looked at the existing characters and moved them around a little bit so we created a family who lived in the pub and through them you know there was also we created a sheriff and her daughter because we wanted to bring in new younger characters and then so it became very much you, you you followed this character and you met these groups of characters and over the 13 episodes the characters start interacting more so it was very much done as a you know actually very sort of almost scientific it was very technical um bloodlust there was a lot of excel spreadsheets of, <laughs> which is so different to how i normally write i'm very much a you know, oh great, oh, I've got this idea, da, 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 da. just right, 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 and then have to go through it and go, yes, but no, it needs a plot, or it needs to have an A, B, and C storyline, or whatever. Um, Bloodlust very much was, okay, well, Frankie and um, Kate are in this scene, and then this scene, and that means they need to go to this scene, and we need through Frankie to meet that he's friends with Ed, so we need to establish that there. And it was, it was, it was a very technical thing, um, but it doesn't feel it when you listen to it. Uh, and then it was very sort of, the casting of it was... A lot of a lot of thought going into it of going well how do we make because the, the characters existing characters are played by actors who have been playing these characters for 50 years and mm. are giving big performances because that's what they gave in dark shadows it's a it's a heightened um thing i always say to when we get new actors in i always say think of it slightly more as you're doing a theater performance than a tv performance so it's not yeah. big camping over the top but if you don't go slightly bigger than you normally would, and a lot of younger actors actually, I find automatically go, oh, I'm doing TV, I, you know, I'm oh, doing, yeah, this is what I do. Yeah. And you go, no, you need to be bigger, otherwise you're going to sound really bland compared to the, you know, yeah. Lara Parker playing Angelique. Um, and yeah, so we really had to look into casting and go, and of course, most people have to be American or can do a really good American accent. Um, we really had to then cast it really well and go, who is going to stand be on a level with the actors from the tv series and i think we we did it it was you know when it came out people were would message me and say oh i think maggie evans is the murderer and it's like no maggie's a character from the tv series there's no way she's going to be a cold-blooded murderer <laughs> but that's brilliant because that means actually you're considering all the characters on one level um yes, and it's just yeah. been really good fun i've loved it um it's very hard work but i love the, the what we've done with it and before we get on specifically to uh, Tony and Cassandra, mm -hmm. um, you were mentioning uh, getting other actors in and also striking parallels with Doctor Who. It just reminded me, of course, that Matthew Waterhouse, famous yeah. for playing Adric in Doctor Who, he's really, you've really reeled him in on Dark Shadows. Yeah, well, he's fallen in love with it. We got him before you did. <laughs> Dark yes, Shadows won. Yeah. Um, we, uh, he brought he's got an autobiography which is a gorgeous book actually it's a really lovely book he's got such a nice way of writing and sort of quite poetic and um in it he mentioned because he moved to america quite a while ago he found dark shadows and fell in love with it um mm -hmm. and so me and james goss we got simon Garrier to write a story called the creeping fog which had a uh, one of the characters quentin the immortal werewolf is was in london and um he just done a story where he encountered Louise Jameson and we went, right, so we've got the story where he encounters a male character and yeah, we, I can't remember how we got in touch with Matthew. Some, James did his amazing work as he always does and 
found Matthew somewhere and um, just emailed him because Matthew at that point had said, no, I don't want to do Adric and Big Finish. And we got him and he recorded it. And he was very good because he got to record with David Selby in America because wow. he was in America at the wow. time. And One he is a huge Dark Shadows fan. So all the photos <laughs> do look slightly like a fanboy meeting an actor because Matthew's just <laughs> grinning so much going, yes, I'm acting <laughs> with David Selby. Um, and he oh, is astonishing in it. And uh, yeah, after that, we then, I think, yeah, you got him back as Adric. And around that time, we we created a, an ongoing character for him because of Dark Shadows being what it is. In The Creeping Fog, he plays John Cunningham. In Bloodlust, he plays Andrew Cunningham, an ancestor of John or descendant of John. So clever. Um, so clever. And he's great in it because he's basically playing an abusive husband. Because one thing we did try and do was push actually some more. I think one of the reasons Dark Shadows, a TV series, eventually failed was because it stopped the modern the main family stopped having any kind of agency or realism or anything like that before it explored absent mothers and alcoholism and things like that and it kind of stopped doing all that because it just went let's have an evil from the dawn of time turn up um and so one thing we wanted to do was just bring a little bit more of that back um i mean it's not you know Kez or whatever it's not it's not anything like that but it is so with Andrew we well, again it was just making the characters interesting and rounded so Andrew is a abusive husband mentally abusive uh, verbally abusive towards his wife um which means he does die um because he deserves it but it's a really interesting character and Matthew again is just brilliant in it um yeah he's it's it's such a different performance to Adric. And since we found ways to bring him back as ghosts of Andrew and as other <laughs> descendants, he surprisingly pops up in Bloodline as Asa Cunningham, I think. And he's a, a priest in our anniversary special, Blood and Fire. That's one of the times he's playing nice. Um, uh, yeah, so he's it's just brilliant. And we love Matthew and he's just so funny. Um, he does... He will. I'll be sat in the pub with him, and he'll say, "Well, of course, the only reason Bloodlust is a success is because I was in it." <laughs> and you know, you sit there going, "I think Matthew's joking. <laughs> I think he's joking. I'm not 100 percent certain." Um, but at but conventions, yeah, well, isn't it as well? At conventions, he's always standing up and oh, saying, "Listen to Dark Shadows." He's really keen to get people. Yes, on board. and what I love him when he turns up in yeah, his Dark yeah. Shadows T-shirt at a Doctor Who convention. <laughs> it's like brilliant. We don't need to pay you. You're just actually publicising it for us. But yeah, we'll always we're going to keep finding ways to bring him back um, because he, he is actually for all, for all that he's a mate and really good fun. He's genuinely brilliant. Um, playing these different characters so tony and cassandra this yes. is the third one isn't it, it is. out this month um T tell us a little bit about how those characters came about are they in the original series they are coming soon from big finish productions i'm tony peterson private detective i am no ordinary private eye i specialize in cases involving the supernatural and the unknown noises in the night Shapes in the darkness? Give me a call. I'm the man for the job. Uh, excuse me? Oh yeah, this is Cassandra. She's my, um... Partner? My assistant. Mm. Classy looking dame, ain't she? But there's something you should know. Cassandra is a witch. I certainly put a spell on you. <laughs> in more ways than one. Have you got a ghost in your attic? Or a vampire in your office? Then give us a call. The Private Eye and the Witch. When we get together, it's magic. Jerry Lacey and Laura Parker are back as their characters from ABC's popular daytime series, Dark Shadows. Coming soon, 
The Tony and Cassandra Mysteries. So Cassandra is... I'm always wary of saying things like this because it sounds like it's complicated and it's not. Cassandra is Angelique the Witch from the TV series. And at one point in the TV series, she popped up in a black wig calling herself Cassandra. No one recognised her because she had a black wig on. And um, she did evil things to the modern-day Collins family. Uh, and uh, then she got married and left. And then I think something happened to her. Um, but basically, at one point in the storyline, a lawyer called Tony Peterson, played by a brilliant actor called Jerry Lacey, who actually did a lot of Humphrey Bogart impressions. Um, he actually played him in adverts and things. Um, right. And he plays, in most of Dark Shadows, he plays the villainous Reverend Trask and Trask's ancestors and things like that. But in the modern-day Dark Shadows, he's not in it that long, but he plays this lawyer, um, Tony Peterson. Cassandra hypnotises him at one point, ruins his relationship with Carolyn, um, and she hypnotises him, I can't actually remember why, for shenanigans. And um, and then he disappears. And she, So they're two, you know, so he's actually a relatively minor character. She's obviously a bigger character, but um, just the first year we were doing it, uh, Stuart had found a writer, Mark Thomas Passmore, who'd got an idea of Tony and Cassandra reuniting. So if Tony had become this bit more Bogarty um, private detective, um, and he could encounter... Cassandra uh, on a on a thing, and they could have a bit of a moonlighting type sort of relationship. You know, they 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 you know they clearly fancy the pants off each other, and it's been about ten years since she hypnotised him. So at first he's like, oh god, she's evil, da da da, and then but she's actually being a bit nicer. And so we did a story called the Death Mask, and then in the dramatic readings we did a couple of a few stories, about five I think, featuring them, and just about showing them softening towards each other and they're a bit funnier than normal dark shadows they're not they don't really have the gothic atmosphere that the the main range has and i did thought fans won't particularly go for this because it's not hugely dark shadows although it's supernatural it is you know him going and then i met that dane cassandra collins and that's not dark shadows at all really and the fans love them um, they really did. So we were like, well, we could do, people wanted more, but actually we'd kind of ended their story. So we said, well, there's a gap. We could do these sort of missing adventures. So we've done these three series, um, the Tony and Cassandra Mysteries, and absolutely gone for it. The whole style of it is this is a spin-off TV show that was made in 1970. Um, you know, the public, everything we do for it, even the trailers are very funny yeah, and silly yeah. and very sort of, hey, the new series is back. Um, and yeah, they've been really good fun. We've managed to, what I've really liked is we've got a lot of new writers on it. Um, and we've told some really, really fun stories, but also some really scary stories. There's a few, couple of, two or three of them are genuinely terrifying, but they're full of really fun characters. We've had such good writers like Philip Meeks, who is a very brilliant writer, um, does a lot of, uh, done a lot of telly, a lot of theater, um, and he's gloriously camp. And he's created these characters that are only in one story. You just go, I could follow that character for an entire <laughs> series, that one single character. And he's done that a couple of times. And we've got Aaron Lamont, who's a terrifying brain and just writes the most <laughs> scary things in the world. And he's done some brilliant stuff. Alan Flanagan, who is kind of the creative uh, force with it alongside me because he worked as a script editor. And also because we wanted, we made the decision a few, uh, when we started it to be what two three years ago we made the decision we always wanted two male writers two female writers on each box set 
um, and Alan was very good at finding new writers. Uh, and also, he's written, yeah, I mean, he's written two so far, uh, Flight 493 and Apartment 493, which I think are two of the most terrifying things Big Finish have ever released. Oh, but we shouldn't laugh. Their grandmother was murdered. Well, the woman was 94. If little Emmeline hadn't bumped her off with a spectral hatchet... Well, and Father Time would have done the same soon enough. I know, I know. Oh, uh, and that axe. Don't worry, I've seen it all. Tickets and passports, if you don't mind. Oh, hang on, I, I think they're in my coat pocket. Let me just... Uh... Allow me, sir. Oh, <clears throat> well, I'm... All part mm. of the service. <laughs> Thank you, Mr... Hmm. Peterson and... Uh... Cassandra Collins. Our friends call me Cece. Are the three of you quite dumb blending each other's foundations? I'm sorry, ma'am. You two should take your seats. Don't be sorry. Be quick. Come on, Cassandra. When I pay for the best, I expect the best. Well, she's charming. Um, and yeah, it's just been... They're just really fun. And so they're basically... You don't even need to have listened to the Tony and Cassandra stories from the main range or anything like that. You can start with, because we deliberately did it as a spin-off, you could start with, well, you could listen to any of the box sets individually. There's a bit of character development going through them, but nothing you would miss out on. But yeah, you could start with story one of the first box set and it just sets it all up in instantly. And it's really, I think it's just really fun and kind of, I can't think of anything Big Finish is doing similar to it. Maybe it's got slight, Maybe River Song, it's got that sort of vibe to it of actually we're just having really good fun while also maybe sometimes having terrifying adve- adventures uh, and creepy mysteries. And yeah, no, it's good. I love them. Brilliant. Thank you, Joe. That's My right. goodness, that sets it up. Yeah, you got me wanting to stop working for the day now and just, just listen to Dark <laughs> Shadows instead. That's, the enthusiasm is so fantastic. I think it's I love it. It's I, I love it so much. So you're not going to ask me when I first met you or what's tickling my... No. Oh, you don't do that <laughs> No, no, we don't, we don't do those anymore. Shame. I always like the baffled <laughs> responses to that. My name is Tony Peterson, and I'm... <clears throat> Sorry, Tony. <laughs> Would you mind awfully if I did the trailer this time? It's just, well, it's always the same thing. My name is Tony Peterson, private detective. We specialize in the, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, okay, fine. You go ahead. You try it. Okay. Okay. My name is Cassandra Collins. Well, I used to be called Angelique Bouchard, but I had to change my name so that I could marry into the Collins family again. It it's a long story. Yeah, I still can't believe they fell for all that. Different name and a wig and suddenly... Do you mind? Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I'm a witch, but a good one, I promise. Tony here's a private detective and a former victim of mine. A while ago, he completely forgave me for a tiny, minor, minuscule intrusion I'd made into his life. <laughs> and now, he helps me out, solving cases involving the supernatural. His name is on the door, but we know who really runs things around here. Yeah, I, I can't argue with that. So, why not join us for Series 3 of the Cassandra Mysteries with guest star Tony Peterson, the witch and her assistant. When they get together, it's magic. <laughs> oh, you're unbelievable.
And if you want to find out more about Dark Shadows, please go to bigfinish.com and look for Dark Shadows, not Dark Shadow, as I've written here, <laughs> under the audiobook tab on the homepage. Or type Dark Shadows into the, um, the search yeah, the little pane. The magnifying the glass. Yeah, it's with a raffia... Um, sort of base attachment. work. Base. Work. Yes. Base. <laughs> strange Time conf- now. <laughs> strange confusion as to where things really are. <laughs> Time now for listeners' emails. Well, I love an email. Emails oh, make the world go round. I do, apparently I do. I mean, it's just... Oh. You know, it's one of those I've never things. Heard isn't it? Tell of this. Well, I keep it very quiet. You know, I don't. Yeah, I don't really no. mention it every week. I no. just sort of say, no. uh, it's one of those, those things. But Sorry. yeah, it's it's great. You know, saves on paper. What more do you need to hear? And if you want to talk to us, it's very simple. Send an email to podcast at bigfinish dot com. That's podcast squiggly wibbly a uh, bigfinish dot com. So of course, for, if you don't want to save on paper, you just get a huge sheet of paper, <laughs> roll it up, and just speak to us like that. And we will Dead hear. Big finish. We will hear you. It happens all the time. You know, it's, it can be a bit intrusive sometimes, especially when you're sleeping yeah. and somebody, you know, in a different time zone, starts saying, <laughs> "Could you tell us, please, about the uh, dimension cannon?" <laughs> and I say, "Just a <laughs> no. It's, it's midnight. Go, go away. I'm trying to sleep." <laughs> No, I'm drunk. Uh, you know, just imagine you lying there, you know, and then and slowly into frame. It's some, some <laughs> thrill of it. It comes, just the tube getting closer and closer. It's come all the way from New Zealand or something. This <laughs> tube just comes in right close to your ear and you just hear this. Hello! <laughs> uh, what? Uh, oh. oh, not again. Sorry, wrong number. Yeah. Yeah, the swines. It happens all the time, you know. And the problem is, it's the time the message takes to get there. So by the time they've sent that, they're already in bed, you see. It's a vicious circle. It's just, it doesn't get any easier, I tell you. But first up, this is uh, from one of our long-time listeners, first-time caller, Magnus Svensson. Hello, Nick and Benji. I love listening to your podcast every week and hearing all the banter that you two share. As the vibraphone music war wages on, I thought I should say... Wages, did you say? Rages on. Wages on. Sends a few wages off to to be paid. Um, I love the music that you use in the podcast. It fits nicely under the conversations that you have throughout. I also want to say that I miss the competition section of the podcast. Is there any chance of that returning? Finally, uh, is there any chance of more details on the next 8th Doctor series? Maybe even a cheeky bundle pre-order being available before the Christmas season. Just imagine there's a perfectly valid answer. Okay. Um, if, this does, uh, if this goes well, I may write in again in the near future. Sincerely, long-time-ish listener Magnus Svensson. Hmm. He's got a little acute accent over the U of Magnus. I wonder what that does. Is it sort of like Magnus? Magnus. Well, write in and tell us, Magnus, because we're a bit ignorant about that. Um, Okay, the competitions. Well, the funny thing is about the competitions, even though loads of people listen to the podcast, hardly anyone used to enter them. So it was a lot of trouble for quite often 17 people. So, I mean, bear that in mind. If we start the competitions again, it really is worth entering. Um, 
the other thing is terms and conditions for competitions I've had to grow up about things like that and uh, it's very difficult to get terms and conditions for international competitions because different uh, nations have different wildly different rules about that kind of thing so setting terms and conditions that are legal for every territory that listens to Big Finish that's a little bit of a difficulty for us um, we've never had any trouble with competitions but it only takes one person to say why did that person win why didn't I win and then suddenly the whole thing will descend into a whole legal thing so I don't know we've got loads of stuff to give away we've got loads of signed script fronts and things and they're just sort of sitting on a shelf somewhere I can't give you any details about the next 8th Doctor series I'd dearly love to it's just that we want to um make the maximum impact with the announcement when it comes and so it's a question of placing it somewhere that will you know what I mean bring bring uh, more people into Big Finish um, which is also the benefit really of, of the production because the more people who come in and buy stuff you know the more we can continue doing stuff for you uh, so sorry to be a killjoy there I don't like being secretive for no good reason but um, just imagine that's a perfectly oh, valid yeah, answer perfectly valid it's, it's you know it's <laughs> Good answer, good answer. That, thanks, mate. I'm glad you approved. Well, I tried to. I don't know what I would have done if you hadn't. Cried. Um, here's one from... <laughs> did you say died? I said cried, not died. Oh, right, cried. <laughs> I'm not that bothered. <laughs> here's <laughs> one from Alex... <laughs> it's too late, he's gone. Here's one from Alex H. Hiya, Nick and Benji. I just wanted to message that after nearly four years... I've finally watched The Prisoner after being inspired by your brilliant Big Finish adaptation. I adored the work you did, Nick, and thought it was a fantastic series. Well, thank you very much. And after watching the show, uh, I have an even higher appreciation for what you've done. From the casting, sound design, music, plots, and even the little meta references, I appreciate John Heffernan's dual role even more now, considering the characters he represents in the TV series. Oh, you got that. Lovely, lovely. Uh, you've, you've so clearly gone through the TV series with a fine-toothed comb. I love the fact that you got that correct didn't just say a fine tooth comb but a fine toothed <laughs> comb and brilliantly adapted the plots and reworked them to make the plots still new or at least different in ways that truly works so, oh, I didn't realise it was so complimentary I'm quite embarrassed reading out that praise of me and in this paragraph I'm praised again <laughs> no. um, perhaps more importantly you, uh, your adaptation was so brilliant oh no I am <laughs> that it inspired me to watch the show that's really interesting that it happened that way around and I'm absolutely hooked on it I've just finished Fallout in which I'm still <laughs> so blundering confused I'm honestly really thankful that I was able to watch probably one of the best shows I've seen on telly and annoyed I didn't watch it earlier well don't be annoyed you've enjoyed it now and yes this is a very rambly message I'm finding it very to the point but all in all this is my way of saying thanks thanks for a brilliant adaptation and I cannot wait for the prisoner volume three and for your rendition of Dem Bones. I don't know whether you know what he's referring to there. Benji, no, I can't, not off the top no. of my head. I mean, I would have uh, seen, that I've, song, I've seen oh, it in fall. Yeah, it's in there, but uh, here's a spoiler. We don't sing Dem Bones. And thanks for inspiring me to watch a brilliant show. Be seeing you, Alex no. H. Well, Alex, uh, we're not re releasing the trailer for the uh, prisoner yet, but don't tell anyone. I'm just looking over my shoulder, literally. <laughs> here's, here's a tiny, tiny snippet of The Prisoner, Volume 3. From Big Finish Productions, The Prisoner, Volume 3. Orange. 
Orange alert. Orange alert. My God! What is it? I won't be pushed, stamped, debriefed or numbered. Listen to me. Listen to me. You know there's nothing Control doesn't know. Open fire! How's the future? And for my entertainment, make it convincing. There you go. <laughs> Exclusive. I wasn't planning that. It's not in the script or anything. It just went crazy. Yeah, you got to remember to do it. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Well, I do listen through this. <laughs> and finally, this one here from our friend Betsy J. Hiya, Betsy. Always lovely yes. to hear from you. Um, yes, let's start this one up. Hello, uh, B&N. Uh, sounds like a historic railroad company, doesn't it? Does. Does indeed. The, the B&N line. The, uh, the Buxley and Norfordshire Railroad Company. I love um, what's it? The LNER is always a good one. Oh yeah, LNER, LNER. Great Western. Oh, oh God, God, you caught yeah, me on a whole whole thread there. Um, all reviews and teasers for Ravenous Four are really piquing my interest. The new mm. trailer is done by Tom and Chris. And it gave me the willies. Tom and Chris. I don't think I Tom it was, did it. it did it? It was Chris and you. You yeah. did the sound. Didn't I did the you? sound. It was brilliant work. Chris did Terrifying. the. Uh, did the visuals on that one it's gorgeous it's really fun trailer really cool Chris to do Thompson wasn't it yeah yeah yes it was indeed brilliant, famous brilliant for a lot of his Anderson sort of stuff as well and uh, mm. he's a very talented man yeah we had great mm. fun uh, scaring everybody with that one and I'm glad it worked out <laughs> uh, where should I begin in the Eighth Doctor's stories to work up to Ravenous? Uh, I've not been able to get hold of any of his series box sets prior. Where do Liv and Helen come in? What in Hades is up with the Eleven? I need to hear this stuff! Sorry, I shouted. Little weaky, <laughs> winky emoji well, there. Could could start with Dark Eyes. Yeah, that's exactly what I told somebody else the other day. Start with Dark Eyes and you'll be able to, to hop on board. Yeah. Plus, you get lots of fun Daleky, Masterky, Masterky, Mastery goodness. So, obviously, it's worth it just for that, really. Obviously. Yeah. Um, any chance of upcoming sales that might aid in my quest? Well, if there are, I'm not going to tell you now. Mm. <laughs> you never know. Maybe it'll pop up in the Random Wood Selectatron. I mean, it's not actually outside the realms of possibility. That's true. And it Ran has random. been known to to uh, to rise to the occasion. To listen to what we're saying. Yeah. Scary. Uh, as always, I'm enjoying the podcast. Especially love Benji's music for Space 1999. Yeah, you've got the 70s in your blood, my friend. A little guitar emoji. Yeah, well, and I, a cat. And I can't see the cat. I can only see a square. Um, but uh, that's just on the script. But yeah, weird. Um, yeah, thank you so much. I loved. I loved doing that. It was a real Whoa. kind of passion project. And uh, I'm sure I said this in another podcast, but it was important to get that to sound right and to do it justice because I think it's a, yeah. a really iconic. Uh, theme tune but of course mm. you know the irony is that um, I was born in 1991 so I, I I don't even have the 80s in my blood um, but there we go but I'm so pleased that you enjoyed it uh, maybe I'll see so. you guys again soon maybe June 2020 uh, until mm. then there must be no regret no um, that's wrong bit um, there is more than enough food for my little American ear things thanks be to Big Finish cheers to my guys Betsy and Hamilton Ohio Rock and roll. Cheers wow. for messaging in, Betsy. You know what uh, June 2020 is? What is June 2020? Is it Big Finish Day? Yes! Yeah. Banging. Love a Big Finish yeah. Day. If you, you Just, Can you get tickets yet? 
Are tickets yes. on sale? Tickets are yeah. on sale. Then rush to it and grab them. It's a really, really great day. No big guests announced yet, but we're we're working on that. Um, but yeah, we'll all be there. Um, go to the Quads website. Why is the Quads website? Let's have a look, shall we? Are you looking? Yeah, I can do it. Yeah, quad. They call it Quad, not the Quad. It's just Quad. I'm getting that wrong. www.darbyquad.co.uk very very easy there derby's as in derby d-e-r-b-y yes. for anyone who's not english from around <laughs> from around these parts um yeah there we go but and you um, can find big finish you can find big finish day on there i imagine uh let me have a look events calendar it's going through june, june. Fascinating what's the this. date for it is it the this, I think it's the 6th of June. That would make sense. It's a Saturday. 6th of June. There we go. Big finish day. Uh, official celebration of renowned production company famous for its award-winning forecast audio plays and audiobooks based on your TV favourite TV shows. Book tickets. Um, here we are. Do we do. Standard tickets uh, are £38 with postage of £1.25. There we go. What's the URL of that page? Um, what of this specific uh, yeah, big finish is it one? Just very long. Um, no, it's not that long. It's derbyquad.co.uk forward slash what's dash on question mark date equals twenty twenty dash oh six dash oh six. There we go. That's quite long. It's quite long. It's, it's one of those ones that's longer to say than it looks because it doesn't look yeah. that long particularly. Oh. Well, thank you. Oh, by the way, that's it for the emails this week. Keep them coming to podcast at bigfinish.com and we'll be back with more well, <laughs> next week. Yeah. As you may know, it's Octom Baker. So let's hear more about the great man. A bit from me, something from Fourth Doctor Adventure script editor John Dorney. I've always liked working with Tom. Uh, Tom is nothing but boundless energy and enthusiasm. Uh, I think he loves being around actors, and actors conversely love being around him because he drives the room with such positivity. Um, he's one of the single funniest people I know. Um, I have a sneaky feeling I've heard every one of his stories uh, at least a dozen times, but I will always listen and they're always hilarious because the way he tells them just beats the way you'll hear them from anyone else or uh, all written down or at conventions. It's just, you know, the, the private little show. Uh, in fact, I always think of Tom as the Tom Baker show, in a way, because there's a degree to which he's slightly unknowable. He will always be playing uh, for the attention of the room. Um, uh, and you, you're aware you're not quite meeting the real him, but he is always slightly performing um, because it's so much a part of his blood and so much a part of his passion um, he's always one of the more fun ones to write as well uh, he'll always take your lines and spin them into gold and uh, find nuances there that are unlike anything else there are several times when he's added his own little spin or his own little jokes to lines that I've written and they've always improved them greatly uh, and I'm happy to take credit for his wonderful imagination. Uh, he is, I think it's easy to forget because obviously he's such an iconic character and such an entertaining raconteur and, uh, and persona. 
um, that he is fundamentally a magnificent actor. Um, I saw Nicholson and Alexander for the first time uh, a, a few months ago, and he's completely unrecognisable in that. And it's hard to view this as the person that I now know. Uh, yeah, I, I always... Um, I, th- I think I've, I've got a lot of affection for Tom and I, I feel he always refers to me as Little John Dorney which I am rather delighted by uh, and always uh, check out with me that I'm happy with the new line readings when they happen uh, he, he was, he was, we, were doing, we were doing a recording the other day and he was continually saying oh John's wincing over there which I really wasn't because everything he was suggesting was brilliant um, but I like that it, it always feels flattering to be um, Recognised by him as well, and um, you know, there, there was a degree to which, anytime he will kind of like do the traditional jokes about whipping, it and uh, it's almost like a badge of honour. I think everyone kind of wants to have. Oh, this was translated from the Albanian at some point uh, during the recording. I think uh, there's a few of the sort of particularly. I, I remember uh, I had a particularly good time doing the Sutek story we did, where I actually got the chance to act with him uh, more than. Than before, uh, I'd not really had much of an opportunity to do that. Um, I was always either there as like bit parts or as the script editor or as the writer. This was the first time I actually got to interact with him. Or than say Louise, who I've done a lot of work with on the Emiga Factor and the like. Um, and there was one moment where I came back into the booth and Tom said, uh, good to have you back, John. And I immediately said, good to be back, Tom. And uh, he just laughed for about a minute and a half solidly, uh, which again felt immensely flattering. Uh, it was just uh, a r- rather joyous memory to be treasured. And something from Fourth Doctor Adventures producer David Richardson. Hello, David Richardson. Hello, Nick. So we're talking about Tom Baker because it's Octom Baker. Yes, apparently it is. <laughs> Hashtag, in fact. Um, it's, I mean, I know it's a, such a broad question, it may just be impossible, but I mean, what what are your first <laughs> general impressions of Tom Baker? Um, as a person, you thinking? Yeah. Well, I, did, I, I find Tom fascinating, actually. Um, he's clearly somebody who thrives on being around people um, and the word he uses for people that he loves the company of is the word nourishing have you heard him say that he finds people I nourishing um, yes and I, I've noticed when he's in the green room he absolutely comes alive and engages and he's nourished um, by all these actors and he, he, he clearly is, is, is delighted to be spending time in the company of actors again. Um, and I think that's yeah. something that he really gets from Big Finish. Um, another thing I've noticed about him, I, I, think, <laughs> I think there are possibly two Tom Bakers. Um, I think <laughs> there's the one who's in the room, in the green room, surrounded by actors or at conventions surrounded by fans. Um, or there's the one who... I think we've probably found by now, actually, and it's, t- it's taken some time to actually get to know him. And when I first met mm. him, I, I kind of had this feeling that, oh, I, could, I, I don't think I could ever sit alone in, in a room with Tom and hold a conversation. I'd feel too nervous. And actually, mm. now, I know you, you kind of think, oh, but, you know, but we do it all the time, don't we? We just sit and, yeah, and, yeah. and chat to him. And, and that's, I think, when you find the real Tom and you can have yes. very interesting one-to-one conversations with him about all manner of things can't you and and Definitely. then you're, you're with the real tom aren't you yes 
No, that's true. And, and as you know, you know, I usually spend about an hour with him alone before anyone turns up every yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and of course you do those interviews with him and I'm sure you chat either yeah. side. Yeah, but I find that I, I now get to talk to him about everyday things that really, you know, you, you kind of connect as a person. Like, you know, he's, he's passionately in love with his dog and I'm passionately in love with my dog. So, you know, we have this connection about dogs. You know, I could yes, yes. see that when I, when I lost my last dog and I was telling him about it, I could see tears welling in his eyes. He was so upset about it. And, you know, you, you, I think we have now over this town found the real Tom. You yes, know, we've, yes. we're very lucky that we've reached that stage. But it's, you know, we've been working with him for seven years and that's as long as he played the Doctor on television, isn't it? That's true, yes. And he worked with many different production teams then. He's been stuck yes. with us the whole time. <laughs> yes, he has. Yeah, it did. it's really been me and you for most of it, hasn't it? It has, yes. I mean, there have been some other directors, but it's mostly been me. And I think there's been one other producer for two productions, but it's been you the whole time. Yeah. Other than that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, what are your? Have you got any particular favourite moments with him? Oh, well, I suppose the the, the real the, the standout favourite moments are the one when we ones when we very first started. You know, when you and I went to his house and had that lunch mm. and met his animals and just chatted about stuff, and he got to know us, and that was the point where he decided to do it, um, and then that led to that very first recording, which was energy of the Daleks and just the sheer buzz of having Louise arrive and they were together working side by side for the first time since 1977. I mean, it was, it was an incredible moment, wasn't it? Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, the fourth Doctor Adventures. Okay, sir. Our readings show you are now in the airlock. Please confirm. Energy of the Daleks. Keep away from me. I have no quarrel with you. Do not resist arrest. The beginning of cultural collapse. And it's about to get worse thanks to your friend Damien Stevens. Chronon particles detected. What are you up to, you Daleks? What is it that you hope to achieve? Answer the question. Answer, answer, answer. You will not force me to speak. How many of you inside that thing, then? Just me and the Doctor. Doctor? Hello, yes, that's me. How are you feeling? Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. And just the sheer mm, excitement of wanting to announce it. But yeah. <laughs> but I think I think we did, we, we did announce it on the day, didn't we? I seem to remember we tweeted a photo just as Louise... Is that and right? I'd yeah. forgotten. Yeah, I think we did. So there was that huge buzz. And also, we knew at that stage we were going to be making two series. <laughs> two series. We thought, we thought, my, that's a lot. Gosh, imagine <laughs> making all those episodes. Uh, here we are. Well, in the interviews, he kept, he kept mentioning the number of episodes, didn't he? he kept yeah, but we've, we've all lost all count now, haven't we? Yeah. Yes, yeah, we have. I was trying to work out how many I've worked on, and I just can't even begin to do it, because we're, we're recording so far ahead anyway, aren't we? It's all... There's yeah. just so many things happening at the same time. And what about uh, particular productions that you've really... Uh, I mean, I know we enjoy his performance on every production, but any any productions in particular? I've mentioned Energy of the Daleks for hmm. you know that sheer excitement of stepping into it. Um, 
One of my real favourites is The Trouble with Drax uh, by John Dorney, <laughs> which I think is a really beautiful return for the character of Drax. He does some really, really funny, yeah. inventive, clever things with that. And it, that's, I think that's a production I'll go back and listen to time and again. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who, the fourth Doctor adventures The Trouble with Drax. There, Brighton, 1851. Hopefully the atmosphere will prove a little more cordial on this occasion. We're constantly visiting the same cities on the same planets. What's happening? Master, the course is being directed by an outside influence. Hello? Anybody home? Step away from your TARDIS, time. Oh no! All right, boys, there he is. Fugitive Drax, you have been positively identified. Drax? Doctor! And Princess Astra have been improving on that stuffy ice maiden you used to hang around with, eh, Doc? I think not. Why not? Because I am that stuffy ice maiden. Well, this is awkward. Hey, Nine, stun them! Non-operational, mistress. I believe it's called a state of grace. Time Lord technology, according to Drax. Drax, you didn't. I did. Even told him how to allow strategic exceptions, didn't I? Drax, why are we here? Altrazar. Altrazar. The legendary city, lost to eternity. A metropolis erased from history so completely that only time sensitives have any suspicion it was ever there. What would you say if I told you that not only do I know where Altrazar is, but I've got a map that can take us there? Wow, that's a bit out of the ordinary. Isn't it? And the shadows. People who once were, who'll never be. Ghosts lost in the mists of time. Big Finish. We love stories. Um, Sons of Kaldor by Andrew Smith. Um, which is a sequel yeah. to The Robots of Death, uh, which actually, um, as well as being, I think, a cracking sequel to one of my favourite stories, it's also provided the foundations for things we're going to use in the Livchenko spin-off series, The Robots. So yeah. it's really nice having this feeling of this huge narrative sweep that dates all the way back to the original TV story, but also involving a lot of elements that Andrew created for his his Tom Baker story uh, but again you know that's not the only reason it's just a cracking adventure coming soon from Big Finish Productions Doctor Who the fourth Doctor adventures the sons of Kaldor Doctor well 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 oh it is one of the mechanical men yes certainly a Kaldor robot there are intruders in the medical unit how many Two life readings. What is that? Who is there? Ah! Let go! Let go of me! You must not strike them. Why not? There is someone on the other floor! You must be silent. You're intruders. Please, please, there's no need to be afraid. Keep, keep back. Don't you realise something has gone very wrong here? If they come through that door, I will not run. I will face them. If they want a fight, they will have one. I do not want to die. Big Finish. We love stories. Loved, loved, loved working on the Philip Hinchcliffe stories. 
um, particularly of the six parters actually because it was so thrilling to be engaged on something that had such a huge narrative sweep um, so when we did the ghosts of Graalstead and the genesis chamber um, mm. they were both stories that had these very big defined world populated by a lot of very rich well-defined characters um, and it, it's been really exciting actually working with Philip and with Mark Platt um, and just seeing what they can create together actually. Lavender's black diddle diddle, lavender's white. When I am queen diddle diddle, who'll be my knight? Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, Philip Hinchcliffe presents The Ghosts of Graalstead. Dr. McDivitt's exhibition of living wonders and curiosities. Is that something a lady should understand? It's a display of unfortunate physical specimens, otherwise known as a freak show. My gift, gentlemen, it doesn't just heal, it protects as well. Those men who are hunting you, who are they? On the top floor, a shadow drinking in the light. not settle. Am I trapped here forever? Why do you want the corona? This is the night the grousted ghost walks again. Where, Clemmy? Where is your ghost? Clemmy! What are you? <laughs> are you afraid? Will you struggle? Go on, put up a fight. Get away from me! Edward shall trample you underfoot. Let me feed. You ought to stay here. Yes, but I... That Aspidistra has a lean and hungry look. I like it not. Such Aspidistras are dangerous, so don't let it out of your sight. The Devil's Armada. These are dark days. They say the world is out of joint. The stars are full of portents, and the roads are full of spies. Imps and devils wait at every turn. My men will search every crack in this house. Any Catholic priest they pull from your walls will face the rope. Can you feel the air? It has gone warm. It's fear. Something is watching. My head! My head is burning! A face looked over my shoulder, an ugly face with burnt skin and its eyes were green. Burning with green fire. Surely you saw! This is not your world! Who are you? Let him go, old woman! Now, Leela, there's an alien invasion coming. Big finish. We love stories. This is my Earth. I've been talking to Mark Platt actually because we've been working on something else and he emailed me today and he said, you know, I, I, I look back and I still can't believe that Philip Hinchcliffe, somebody I've looked up to all my life, um, had such faith in me and regarded me as, as somebody talented enough to work on his stuff. And, you know, Philip yeah. loves Mark. You know, he just thinks he's a cracking writer. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're just lovely experiences and the sort of stories that I think you know when I'm in my 70s 80s I'll be sitting there with my headphones on listening to them again and feeling very very proud but I don't know I, 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 you're asking me to choose favourites and they're, they're just too many aren't they it's difficult isn't it 
No. How long you got? I don't think I could choose a favourite, so <laughs> it's unfair of me to ask you, really. Yeah. Um, and what about Tom's the legacy of Tom Baker? You know, what will be what will be his legacy? I mean, hopefully he'll be with us for some time to come. But wait, do you know? I was talking to somebody about this the other day, actually, because I think Tom still ha- has a legacy already in this. Yes. People, every actor who comes to that studio to record with him is absolutely thrilled, over the moon, excited to be spending time and get the opportunity to work yeah. with him. And that that goes as far as the people who, say, are in their early 20s, 25, who would never have seen him on television, um, probably yeah, have never true. seen any footage of him in the role. Um, but no. But he carries this legacy around with him, you know, the... the the, the Tom Baker brand <laughs> or whatever term you'd use is huge, isn't it? So it's already yeah. there. I mean, it's, his legacy is just this incredibly vibrant, exciting, witty, charismatic personality um, that, yeah, that just, I think, will live forever. And all this month, there's a Tom Baker promotion running at BigFinish.com with a 40% discount. What? I mean, what? Madness. Just madness. Madness. They call it madness. Um, just go to bigfinish.com and you'll see the offer in the slider at the top. Click it and you'll find out all you need to know. The discount kicks in at the checkout. All Ooh. right, all right. But click if you me. click the, the link, you'll see all the ones that are discounted. Well, time now for the Random Word Selectatron. So, you that epic music. And it is 6.9 Doctor Who, The Companion Chronicles, Binary. Oh, Binary. There we go. Written by Eddie Robson. uh, Performed by Caroline John. uh, Also uh, with... uh, Let's see what it says on the cast. Um, Kyle Redmond-Jones and Joe Cohen. There we go. Let's hear the trailer. It was the middle of the day. Acklin and Johnson were here and running some tests on the computers. Then they just disappeared. Have you met the doctor? Unit don't want him to know about this project. And I was under strict instructions not to tell him. Unit's plan is still to repair it, if it can be made safe. The question is, are they dead or have they just been transported somewhere? The computers put up some kind of force field around itself. It looks like... Like he's been beaten up, beaten to death. Run! Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com So this was released back in March 2012. And we're giving you a 25% discount on this. Yeah. Anything with Caroline Johnning gets my vote. She was the loveliest human being I had so many fun times with her uh, when we had her daughter Daisy come in and play the, the, her character Liz Shaw in the Third Doctor Adventures. You know, I think I've said this before. There were a couple of moments where, because Daisy's not, you know, you you don't look at her and think, oh, she's the spitting image of Carrie. But um, I can see it though. I can see it. Yeah, well, you can absolutely see. It, but there are a couple of aspects of her that seem exactly the same and one is when she was doing the scenes where she was shouting I said when you're shouting when you're doing the big dramatic loud voice stuff 
that you, that's when you sound exactly like your mum. I said, it's like your mum's come back to shout at me. And then when she laughs about things, just herself, it's, she's, got, she's got her mum's laugh. And uh, I, I had a bit of a moment, a bit of a teary moment, and, which luckily Daisy took well, because I'm such a softy. Emotional mum, aren't you? Quick to cry. I was just watching a little extract on the DVD that Doctor Who magazine have put on their 40th anniversary issue. There's a free advert there for you guys. Panini. Um, and they had an extract from the Tom Baker interview with Matthew Sweet that I <coughs> reassured Tom was a good idea. Let's put it that way. Because he, he contacted me and said, oh, what do you think? What are these? What's this chap like, Matthew Sweet? I said, he's delightful. It will be the most amazing interview. And he just... Just at the beginning of the interview, have you seen it? Not yet. I've seen the, the clip, but I've not had a chance to, to actually watch it. Yeah. Oh, uh, Matthew interviews him about what it was like getting the part on the process and how and day by day what happens. And Tom remembers all of it. And Matthew just Matthew gets out of him stuff that Tom has never said before, and it's wow. fascinating. He's just such Matthew is such a clever interviewer. He's such a clever man, and uh, it works beautifully. And Tom is amazing. It's um. Yeah, and I got quite moved watching it uh, because of just, you know, all the fun adventures I've had with Tom and not to, you know, he he, d he dwells on his mortality himself, so I'm not doing him a disservice. You know? <laughs> he said to me just uh, uh, this Monday, he said, well, as I get closer to death, uh, <laughs> you know, I just, uh, and I just got, I thought I am going to be devastated when he goes, as you know, everyone goes at some point. That's Nobody it, lives it? forever. And the fragility of existence, as they say. I may have to have a lie down when Tom goes. Oh, I'll uh, be, uh, I will be in a bit of a state. Well, I think, you know, especially, you know, you never pre prepare yourself. I mean, I remember when, when Rick Mail died and uh, I was working mm. at the time and I was working in the hospital and I just had to say, I need to just like, I had to say, oh, can I just have some time please? It's like really like hit me out of the blue. Yeah. It was one of the first times where it really, something really significant passed away. Same with Barry Chuckle actually, but that's a whole different story. But um, I know we've mentioned that before, haven't we? Probably in the Benji and Nick show, I imagine. It gets it, you know, grief is, grief is hard and, and you never prepare for it. And the other thing is that, uh, you know, you may not know this, folks, but it doesn't matter how much you're expecting someone's death. It's the same shock as though you weren't expecting. Definitely, it, yeah. Actually, that's what I've experienced in life. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, for example, you know, I had, I knew for a long time when my father was ill that he was going to die, but um, it was still a shock when it happened. Even though I knew, I knew, knowing being hit by bad news as a surprise or something you know about in advance is uh, there's no difference in the level of shock and we make that mistake and this is why people are so negative in life often you know i can't help it i'm a bit depressed most of the time but i you know that people think oh, as long as if i account for all the badness that might happen to me it won't be so bad when it happens but actually it doesn't make any difference at all that's my bit of life advice for you that i dare to impart to you well, I think the, the simplest, if you will, <laughs> I think the simplest thing is, you know, death is one of the few things in life where we have no particular knowledge of what it's actually like. It's incredibly final, and it is something that we all, we all will will, will die. We will uh, experience death at some points uh, with somebody we know, but you're never truly prepared for it because I think nobody truly understands it. You can't quite fathom it. In this, in there's something about it I can't. It's, it's, 
You, mm. you can sit and think about it for a long time and you won't get any further. But, it's but that's why forms of entertainment that involve death predominantly are fascinating to human beings. Definitely. You know, we talk about the thrill and the working stuff out and all that kind of thing of, of mystery thrillers or supernatural things. But actually, it's in my belief, it is, it's because of the death aspect of it that sort of it repels us and draws us as well, which is um, one of the most tantalizing um, things that can happen to human beings, which is to be drawn in and to be repelled and drawn in again. That, that yeah. kind of unsettling thing is what engages us, I think. What am I talking about? I'm meant to be telling you that there's a 25% discount <laughs> on binary. And the way to get it is that you go to bigfinish.com and you find uh, the podcast section or the podcast on the homepage. Same thing, different bit of the site. And you look in the text that describes what's in the podcast and there's a bit that says about the randomoid selectron. It says, click here. You click there. And what do you... What's the code word you have to type in? Buck up. It's all capital letters. Just buck up. Simple as that. No space in the middle. Just buck up. And no salad dressing or... No, no no kites. No um, condiments. No condiments. No little pieces of dust, which sometimes go unnoticed. (laughs) The sort of raffia work. (laughs) Base. uh, (laughs) If they're there, just dust them away they're gone but there we have it so uh yeah rock and roll cheers ran always a pleasure to get some juicy discount from you oh yes and with that fantastic offer it's time for us to depart for now well in that case i've got my hat and coat i'll see you later bye-bye bye While we're gone, why not enjoy this 15-minute drama tease of Torchwood Smashed by James Goss and starring Eve Miles? And here's a warning. This episode does contain adult themes and isn't suitable for younger listeners. You know, the thing is, the thing is, you know when life is simple and it has a start, a middle, a middle bit, and you know when the end. And in my case, that's normally a fucking fireball and some dragons. <laughs> but still, that's the order of things, right? That is the order. Right? Tonight, though, tonight, tonight has been crazy. If you want to keep the change at bay, start drinking. But once you start, you'll have to keep drinking. How long can you hold out, Gwen? Yeah, well, let me tell you, I've tried, okay? I have tried. I've held it off for as long as possible, but now, no, no. Now, Gwen Cooper is getting hammered, blooded, wanked, shit faced, absolutely buggly ass healed. Because. Because there's no choice left. Not now. So drinking, right, is mm. all we got. And you'll drink too, sooner or later, when it's all you've got left. Yeah, well, look at me now. Shit, the man. Still, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'm not going to let it. I'm not, not going to let it. Get him away. No, 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 no. Quinkle. 
It's all very exciting as an arena of green energy operations, which is what we at Drillpack are really focused on. Fracking? Yes. Drillpack are currently conducting fracking operations at a variety of sites across Wales. Great. Great. Fracking's a clean technology, Mrs Cooper, the future. Problem is, not everyone sees it that way, which is why Drillpack is keen to secure your services to put people's minds at rest. In what way? Glintag. Heard of it? Nope. Small town, not even a fracking site. Ah. We're simply pumping wastewater from fracking sites into the old workings at Glinteg. Seems fair enough. Correct. Only fly in the ointment is that the residents of Glinteg, you know, discoloured tap water, a few extra coughs, they've got grumpy. You know how it is. Right. And now the environmental lot have set up protests, chaining themselves up in the road. Mm. Tedious. And we were hoping that we could hire you independently. Independently? We will, of course, pay a lot of money for your independence. Of course. To look into it all. Clear the air or find out if there's any truth to it. But hopefully... Clear the air. Glad we're on the same page. Splendid. Head there straight away if you like. Do some digging. Digging. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's a charming place. Oh god. What a dump. I'm just calling to say I'm here, love. I'm on one bar, so I'll probably be out of touch. God, it is grim. Oh, Jesus, just bleak. One of those places that's still in black and white. Well, looks like Drill Park are the only people who care about them. The council's not bothered with the bins for a bit. Nice. Oh, there's um, fish fingers in the freezer for Anwen. Don't go putting your massive fingers on them, right? She'll be back tomorrow. Ah, oh, there's some townies drinking on the swings. Best start work. Excuse me! Okay. Love you, darling. Bye-bye. Excuse me! Uh, sorry to cut in on your side of time, but... Uh, I was, you know, wondering if you could tell me about the massive hall and in the middle of your plate. Sinkhole, which you'd you'd think would be troubling, but no, someone's left a sofa, three tellies, and a bag of nappies in it. Amazing. Nothing to worry about. No. 
Hello, Talbot. My name's Gwen Cooper, and I used to save the world. Quite well, actually. Hello, I'm Gwen Cooper. I'm conducting inquiries for Drillpat. Well, sort of. They've hired me to do an independent investigation. Right. I'd like to chat to you about your daughter. No, no, you wouldn't. Come in. Sit down. This is nice. Something to drink? A tea would be lovely. Right. Thanks for doing this. It must be awful, you know, what you've been through. I've got the file here. Couldn't get any joy out of the kettle. Made it with the hot tap. Lovely. No milk. Oh, fine. It's my interview, Bia. Is that okay? Okay, yes, sure. No, so... I'd just like to say how sorry I am. Save it. They've given you a piece of paper, haven't they? Excuse me? They always do. A piece of paper that tells you how sorry they can be without getting them into trouble. No, yes, 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 yes. Then we'll skip it. My daughter's kidneys are failing. They reckon it's poisoning with heavy metal, which makes her dad laugh, which is a reason why I'm glad he's not around. She got bad seven months ago. You lot. I'm carrying out an independent investigation. Sure you are. You lot turn up eight months ago, dot, dot, bloody dot, or so it turns out not. First, they drill pack, claimed she'd been drinking cleaning products, sent people round, they took photos, then suddenly the council are turning up with copies of those photos, and I'm having to prove I'm not an unfit mother. So yeah, my daughter's dying and she's in hospital and you're trying to take her into care. And you're giving me that look because I'm having a beer at 11. Shit. Sorry. Now, gotta get on. There's one better day out of this dump to the hospital. Oh, and her name's Aleri, by the way. Who? My daughter. Okay then. Thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Oh, bugger, 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 bugger. Bugger. Sod it. Pub. Well, good morning. What are you? Hello. Uh, what, just a lemonade, please? What a lot Um, what's happy be fine. Right. It's a nice day. Nice day. Out there, isn't it? Oh, cheers. Oh. That's bloody lovely, that is. Hey, you should have a proper drink. I'm sorry? Proper a drink. Mm. Well, it's a, a bit early for me, love. You'll regret it. I'm driving. Hence the lemonade. <coughs> what? Something funny? You should have a proper drink, that's all. Not when I'm working. Unlike everyone else. Yeah. yeah. Look, actually, I'm here with Drill Park. 
figures. They want an independent investigation. <laughs> ah. Now pay me shed loads. Oh, yeah. That independent. Ah. Thing is, what shouldn't I be asking about? Huh? The contaminated water, the sinkholes. I mean, I've seen three already, and come on. Come on, I mean, forget about the, the corporate bullshit. What should I really care about, huh? No one's cared about this town for decades. Right. We've reached the end of the line, right? Mm -hmm. After Steelworks closed, there was the industrial estate. Oof, yeah. That took care of a lot of the redundancy payouts, right? Yeah. And then they closed the job centre, right? What? The job centre, right. right? Yes. And of course, there's one in Hedry. Right. But then they closed the station. And then, they then the bus routes went, right? Yes. So that plant is the only thing we got. So drill park are a good thing then? Uh, I wouldn't say that. I mean, we didn't object. We thought we'd, there'd be some jobs there, see, for us. Yeah. And of course, there weren't any jobs. Not for us. Right. There was a couple of cleaning jobs. Dozens of kids applied for those. So drinking, right, is mm. all we got. And you'll drink too, sooner or later, when it's all you've got left. Hello down there. Hey, hey, up there. If you work for Drill Pack, you shouldn't be down that sinkhole. But firstly, I don't work for them. But secondly, why not? Yes, you do. And officially, Drill Pack don't think those holes exist. But the road looks like Swiss cheese, mate. It does. But it has nothing to do with Drill Pack. Even though they've only appeared in, in the, the last, last eight, eight months? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gwen Cooper. Nice to meet you. Martin Sandu. So, you're one of their well-paid independent investigators? Oh, so well-paid. I take it you're not from round here? You see many other black guys wandering around? I'm from the environmental protest camp. Let me give you a hand up. Jeez. The happy camp. This looks very jolly. Nice little sight, isn't it? We don't just lie down in the road. We also offer herbal teas and vegan wraps to anyone from town who wants them. Way of ingratiating ourselves into the community. Where does that work? How can you even ask? They spent three months telling us to sod off in case there were jobs going at the plant. After that, they didn't care. Problem was... Three months in, no local support. Well, the camp pretty much closed. There's just me left. Ironically, the protesters created more wealth than the plant. We filled the B&Bs, ate in the caf, drank in the pub. So the tents are still up because... Help keep the flag burning, you know? Here we are, the lab. You're a scientist. Helga was. She's gone back to uni to finish her doctorate, but she did a lot of testing of the water. There are her samples. Those are her notes, and over there is a thumb drive with a copy of all her research which has got peer-reviewed. You're welcome to it. You won't read it, or you'll pay someone to discredit it, but I'm being helpful. Thanks. Did your friend think the water was polluted? I mean, surely it's filtered. Okay. This stuff. Yep. It's rainwater runoff. Mm -hmm. So it starts off pretty decent, then it's all treated here. Drink it. I'll wait till you finish. So, the pipework is old, permeable. 
The treatment plant? That's knackered too. Stops working, will you believe, when it rains? That's okay, as although the water table is high, untreated water that gets into the system is filtered up through the rocks. It's good stuff. All fine. So can I drink this glass? Wait. Now, imagine you bring in a vast, and I mean vast amount of water from elsewhere. Water that's been sluiced deep into geological history and back. And then you pump that into the ground here. Well, wait, wait, wait. And I'm speaking carefully. What's the worst that could happen? As the Earth's permafrost is melting, it's not only releasing a game-over amount of CO2, but also finding bacteria in the permafrost. Unknown life. Things that predate man. A glass of water. The used fracking water, it's rinsing out ancient Earth. Helga thinks a prehistoric pathogen's been brought up and has got into the water. Something that's slipping through the treatment, building up in the water supply, and we can't test for. Can't test for? That's convenient. (laughs) Isn't it? We can't test for it because we don't know what it is. Plan to drink that water? Maybe later. (laughs) Water pumping plant. Is it always this busy? No. Hello there. Morning, Martin. Brian. Morning. I brought you out a peppermint tea. Cheers. Pumping's loud today. Isn't it? Found anything? And you must be Mrs. Cooper. Head office warned me about you. Hello. I'm Rian. I manage the plant. Come in. I'd love to. You come in, Martin? Uh, I'm afraid that isn't allowed. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review. Hey. And subscribe. Go on, do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do well, it. Gonna it. do yeah. it. Gonna do it. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> They've got me trapped in a little box. Um. <laughs>